Welcome to the Chainsaw and Fade podcast. The podcast is not going to take any of your shit. I uh, I guess so. Um, it's true. We never have, and never will. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> th- thanks. Thanks for the assist, there, Jennifer. Sorry. <laughs> way to way to keep the conversation train rolling. So we brought you the on the biggest, baddest honey badger podcast that ever lived. The podcast uh, that speaks of things that matter. Guess what? Words honey, that must be honey said. badger's over. We don't reference honey badger anymore. It's over. Yeah, yeah it's, it's over. It's done. What? More what? or less. Yeah. When, people, when people on Xbox Live started uh, having Honey Badger in their uh, gamer tag, it was over. Did that actually happen? I've seen uh... it. I was in a game with someone who was Honey Badger something, 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 because the first bunch of Honey Badgers were already taken. It, it was XXL underscore dash H0N3Y B at sign G3RRR uh, dash underscore LXX. Can you have at signs in your gamer tag? I don't know. I don't know. Possibly. I've seen a lot of stuff like that, though. There are there are a lot of gamer tags. Where 4206969. Yeah. I mean, really, if you, if you want to see... There, there are only like ten gamer tag names that people want. Yes. That's why everybody's includes extra crap. So, do we actually have anything to talk about? This we sure year? do. I'm trying to. I, I, yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, we got a lot to discuss. How much of it is is of any real import? I don't know. Um, depending on when this uh, gets released, uh, Momocon either will be happening or will have happened. Happen. In fact, we'll probably record something at Momocon. That's, I would imagine. We're yeah. Hope I'm hoping for that, but we'll see. Um, I'm I'm in contact with uh, the contractor. They're trying to get some stuff worked out, but we'll we'll see what happens. Cool. Um. So that's that's a thing that's happening. Um. In the more distant future, uh, MTAC announced uh, some new guests uh, past week. Uh, in the year two thousand. Uh, Richard Epcar, um, who plays Bato and uh, Augustine Shell. I'm really happy about that one, mostly because of Seijiro Hiko the 13th. Yes. I, I thought that was Steven Seagal. It is. Yeah, it, Bato is Steven Seagal. He is, is modeled after him. Him and his uh, piss-tasting energy drink, for which the uh, support line does not work. Oh, <laughs> good God, that was horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. That's that's back in the archives, if anyone yeah. wants to uh, to hear our experience with the Steven Seagal but energy it's drink. It's probably better. Yeah. Remember when we did drink that's, things on the podcast? Yeah, that's, just that's, that's when Mike action. wanted us to be like Giant Bomb. Yes. He and said, then Mike got bored with us. <laughs> yeah, he got bored with it, and then uh, decided he wanted to uh, do 20-minute rants, or do, do like 40-minute rants about how Microsoft... Uh, doesn't respect indie game developers and then spend ten minutes actually talking about indie games. You know that now that we're development focused, Game Marks doesn't do that. There, there's actually it's real just, discussion. It's just Minecraft. <laughs> no, yeah, they got rid but, of they got rid of the Xbox stuff and just kept Minecraft. On, on March thirtieth, if you tune in to GameMarks.com/live at ten p.m., you will you will hear Minecraft the episode because he has decided that since that's his birthday. He's just going to do a whole show that is a rant. Wow. Is that his official entering into old mandom? 
where all he does now is complain about the weather and kids these days. Yeah, we've we've been uh, accused of being uh, sort of uh, self-congratulatory and and uh, circle jerk in our discussions, but this is this is a true masturbatory episode. But he no. just decided it's my birthday and I'm going to record an episode about whatever I want. You know what happens on my birthday? I say I don't want anything. Just get the fuck out of my way. I think this is more, he's been holding this in. And it is like, it is the airing of the grievances. In, in a if sense. he doesn't let it out, in fact, it is his face will explode, is what you're saying. Yes. And he will yell at a, I don't know, someone at Kinko's or something. Mike, I don't know why you're holding this shit in. I mean, you've got an entire podcast. Just let it out. Just go for it. All I the know. time. I think it's, it's, it's... When he gets bored with game development, he will start MikeRant.com. <laughs> Who owns the domain name? Do you does he own the domain MikeRant.com? So. Someone needs to check that out. And if not, we should buy it Neil and then Rant. force him to pay us for Neil it. Neil Rant, Mike Rant. It's gonna be good. Wow. Anyway, Vinyl so. Rant. Oh yeah, we gotta get all we gotta cover all the bases, yeah. so, that, bases. so that he has to pay us. <laughs> yes. Where were we before we started talking about uh, oh, rant? Guests at yeah. Yes. Richard Epcar. Uh Tommy from Power Rangers, the Green Rangers, going to be there. I'm happy about that too, and I do. I can't tell you why. Nope, not a clue. I remember watching Power Rangers when they first introduced Tommy. I remember it very clearly. Yeah, I, I remember that I didn't. I distinctively did not like Power Rangers before Tommy came along, and I liked it when he was on, just because he was beating the shit out of the other other five Power Rangers all at once. So what you're saying is that for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers section of your life, Tommy changed that part. Yes. So in a sense, Tommy changed your life. He did. I, I think that's a technicality, but... Is it untrue? No, but you can say everything changes your life in some way. Is it? Is At what Apple does that constantly. iPad 3. It'll change your life. It's resolutionary. Resolutionary. <laughs> wow. It's, that's a real thing, isn't it? That's, that's something they're really using. It's not a word. Oh, wait. No. iPhone autocorrect apparently says it is a real word. That's wow. newspeak, my friends. Uh, Soon you're going to, you know, phone comes on, you're going to have to have the two minutes. Hey. Uh, we're, we're updating it with the latest buzzwords. At what point uh, does Apple Development Conference... As as what at what point does English cease to become the dominant language and Apple's new language? In all seriousness, become so. I suspect that is not something that Steve Jobs would have done. Well, he can't say nothing about it. Exactly, now. true. Like, yeah. It's like that's like ad speak, you know, resolutionary. At, at this point, there's a committee running things now, isn't there? I don't uh, know. Yes, and it's called Sailing. So this is how it all begins. When are the yep. giant robots going to come eat us? Uh, a couple more years. Okay, good. I, Eva, three. <laughs> wow. You know, speaking of a couple more years, though, uh, you know, Siri is really just someone's mother stuck into a phone. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was painful for her. <laughs> but she's adjusting. It has to be a female voice, and there can be no red lights involved in the app because they don't want us to know the truth. The truth is out there. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid they can't let you do that? 
So anyway, what happens when you ask Siri to say that? I don't know. I don't have an iPhone. We need to find somebody with an iPhone and just start. I've actually got a friend with an iPhone, and I kept trying to get her to ask really dirty things of Siri, (laughs) like just, "Hey Siri, eat a butt," or "Hey Siri, lick some balls." I can't do that for you. And 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 but she wouldn't. Or or have have Siri call you. the biggest cock in all of Texas. <laughs> I'm already called that, though. I don't need validation Well, it's like that commercial where... Uh, I know, will now call you the biggest cock in all of Texas. Exactly. It's like, I will now call you rock god. I love I love how, uh, speaking of, of iPhone, although this this is not an iPhone commercial, per se. It is an AT&T commercial. But I love how AT&T's new uh, come over and join the series of commercials. It, are people saying, you yeah, know, that's so, like, 15 seconds ago, come, you know, come be part of it. Come be a colossal dick with the biggest uh, 4G network in America. Join AT&T. Tell everybody that's so five seconds ago. Fuck you. Yes, that pretty much Did did you see my fist plowing into your face? That's so right now. It does kind of illustrate everything that's wrong with America. Everything. Whatever. Like uh, to MTAC and conventions and sorry. Oh yeah, we got derailed. Yeah. So uh, Tommy, Richard Epcar, who else we got? Um, Kylie Bear is going to be there. Sweet. Um, I, I did sign up. Gentleman and a scholar, by the way. Yes, yeah, so I did sign up, sign up for us to try and get another interview with him. I don't know what we'll talk about if we get one, but uh, but this will be actually in, in person. person though, yeah, so. yeah. So we'll be naked this time. Yeah. Well, well I think it, plenty of stuff to talk about. I think the second interview with anyone, like kind of, kind of like with the man, the first interview is the serious interview. The second interview, you're is just is dicking around. Yeah. Since we'll be naked, place. it'll be easier. Right. He's a large man. If you know what we're saying, yeah. Don't. Uh, Remember when I had Siri call me? Yeah, that's that's on his phone. Maybe. I don't know. I may have just <laughs> Allegedly. made that up. I may have just made that up. But a fine individual, and if, if you're going to MTAC, make every uh, effort to meet the man. And and, and the his, legend and the myth. Make his, ple- uh, his experience a pleasurable one. And don't ask him to say dumbass shit in the Dragon Ball Z narrator voice, or I'll kick you in the face. But you're going to do it anyway, aren't you? Are you going to go to that uh, that panel just so you can face kick people? Yes. This is... I don't know why. Just where it's, we it's, give up. At local convention, man face kicks con goers. <laughs> um, I, I would frame that headline. Yeah. Put it on my fridge. I, I want the picture to be, you know, like, my foot on impact with the person's face being distorted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Anybody I, else on the list? Uh, <laughs> sure there is. I don't have the, the site pulled up, but hold on. The magic. This of... is this is this is incredibly on topic for us. Yeah. Well, we, considering the last ten minutes, we've done really well. We we have done for us. Well. Yes. For us, we are above average and beyond reproach, and slightly not, to the left. Um, let's see, Ellen Stern. Um, Who now? Ellen Stern, I believe she was in Robotech along with Richard F. Carr. Like, 80s, old uh, school So something Robotech. Chad would be interested in. I, I actually have the... Uh, they re- A&E, of all, of all people, re-released uh, Robotech on DVD. A&E? Um, yeah. That's interesting. And uh, I bought the, the Macross saga. The other two sagas, at least 
from what I've seen, are not worth watching at all. Um, but uh, I bought that, so I'll probably get them to sign that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jason Charles Miller, who is at GMX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he'll be there and he'll be performing. Um, cool. Kaiju nice Big Bell. Oh, wow. And they'll be back. And I think I mentioned Notorious MSG. Yes. And then there's a bunch of other people, um, as far as their musical guests go, that I've never heard of before. That's kind of their thing. They get a lot of acts you've maybe never heard yeah. of. The so, signs are not on this list, which... Since Notorious MSG is going to be there, I should keep my phone on at all times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just in case. <clears throat> Just for prank call purposes. Yeah. Okay. I assume they're going to do the same gag. They may have twice new gags to the now. same person. They'll they'll think that they, I forgot. I think if you're if you're a master of comedy, they've moved on. Yeah, they know how to space it out and try new things. They've had several years to uh, yes. to work on new material. They might be, I don't know, crushing watermelons with a giant mallet. I hope so. That's probably coming back into style now. Actually, it's so. probably a giant egg roll. Knowing those guys, yeah, it's probably a giant egg roll. And, that, and that's not me being racist. I mean, if you guys have that's any, them being racist. Yeah, I was about to say, if you have <laughs> any working knowledge about the notorious MSG, you know, I'm completely on point with that. Yeah, uh, I love that. Like, you can still be racist because someone else said it first. We're just reporting on it. We're like journalists. <laughs> we are like journalists. We're not actually journalists. We're investigative no, journalists. This is what journalism is nowadays. That is true. We 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 are uh, we're good enough to work at Fox News. Yes. No, we're too good. We might. We be. still have some objectivity. We might be. We might be good enough for CNN. Oh, might be. We can aspire to NPR. All we can really do is the radio voice. So there you yeah. go. We do. We do have. We need to be on air with Anderson Cooper. Why? We need to be in his cube thing where he keeps all of his. I don't know sex slaves. I don't know what those are. <laughs> analysts. Oh, an- analysts. A- analysts. Yeah, they. He, if you look at how they spell it, A N A L is capitalized. Oh man. I'm just saying. But it needs to be a separate queue where we have to take the long, <laughs> a long walk over to it just to talk to them and get. Uh, that's called time waster. That's, uh, that's what the hall's called. There's the cube. When you get the cube, you go through the time waster. I'm referencing a very, very specific clip that was played on the Daily Show, and I, I should just. Chances are, anyone that listens to us probably watches the Daily Show and probably knows what we're talking about because they are us. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah, we have a fan of. We are us. Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny does not, because Jenny has never emailed us. We can we can rattle off our listeners by name, like in one sitting. Yep. Yeah. We, keep, we keep a list. We send them Christmas cards because they're family. Yeah. No, literally. It's true. It's true. I sent Christmas cards. Yeah, you're gay. And Jenny has never emailed us, so she does not <coughs> listen. Well, then she can email us at whatever our email address at is. Podcast at chainsawbuffet.com. Yeah, Jenny. Podcast at chainsawbuffet.com. Unless she you're a bitch. No, she, she sent some email about one of the... She, I remember her saying something in email about listening to one of the podcasts. I don't remember what But she didn't send an email to... So I don't know if she's a regular listener stuff. Or she's just listened a couple of times. Point is, she doesn't listen, and she can she feel ne- free to prove me she wrong. She never listens. By, by emailing us a question... There you go. Proof that Jenny exists and both li- and if, if you want proof of your existence, you can send us in an fact, email. In fact, pr- you know, if you're not Jenny and you want to prove your existence to us, send us an email. 
That's the only way you're going to know. Yeah. We're not going to get any. Otherwise, you're experiencing a terrible existential downward spiral. It is applicable in a court of law that you exist if you submit an email. Because we, I'm one of us is a notary public, and we can verify. What, whatever your Don't problems in life are, we, we can validate you. Yep. And your pardon. True. True, but, but only with purchase. And, and two box stops. Yeah. We also have bathrooms, but you, you have to buy something to use them. Yeah. Because we're dicks. And, and you have to purchase your tickets first, or else we won't let you use the bathroom even if you're pregnant. Right, Crystal? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shoutouts to, uh, Regal Cinemas. <laughs> wow. The douchiest cinema on earth. Putting them on blast. I'm going in on Regal Cinemas, folks. We make pregnant women pee in the parking lot. (laughs) Regal Cinemas. (laughs) Buy your ticket quick. Welcome to Regal Cinemas. We have pay toilets. You pay by buying a ticket. So anyway. That's an expensive toilet. Do we have... I'm sorry. Let's move on to another topic. Okay, what's uh, up? Well, final round took place um, Woo! the weekend before we recorded this, and interestingly enough, a lot of the people that I know and have played with uh, did really, really well there. Um, Trung, who I play with every week here in Knoxville, uh, got top 32 in Marvel. Um, Patrick, a Nashville resident, the, the, I'm at it, Anime Week in Atlanta and again at GMX. Um, Hangs out at Game Galaxy out near Nashville. Uh, he got top 16 in uh, Street Fighter 4, actually beat um, one of the old school champions of the game, uh, Alex Valle, to nothing. Um, and uh, there's someone else um, from Memphis that uh, tied for fifth in King of Fighters. Um, so, Tennessee representing. Um, I didn't make it out to the final round this year. Um, gonna go to, uh, Midwest Championships, which is gonna be at Game Galaxy this year. Um, so, good times there. I'll, I'll lose horribly, but that's fine. Um, sweet. Except for losing. Yeah. Uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken came out. Um, you guys go to our YouTube channel. Uh, I, without anyone else's knowledge or consent, uh, put up a, uh, jury tutorial, uh, video, which I think it is like, Right now, about 5,600 views Wow! since Tuesday. That's um, awesome. Yeah, that, it's weird. It's, I think it's the, the most successful thing we've done on YouTube. Um, but hopefully we'll get a, yeah. a game night together going. If not today, then sometime in the near future. Um, this one does actually have uh, kind of like what Mortal Kombat did when we did the game night there, where you can do like multiplayer tag teams where one person you know, controls one. Play, but they also have like a four player, like two versus two free for all, which is just ridiculous and stupid. The, the game is, is a lot of fun and I've enjoyed it, but, um, anyone who's followed it closely knows it's, uh, hit with a lot of criticism because of, uh, the downloadable content, all the planned downloadable content that's planned for release for the game already being on the disc. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, this Friday, uh, got to play uh, a hacked version of the game that had everything unlocked because uh, someone had brought it over and uh, was like, "Hey, I unlocked everything." I'm like, "Wait, so the okay. content's on the disc, but you have to pay extra to unlock it?" Yes. The idea is that 
you want other like if you buy the DLC, you want to be able to play against no, someone I, who doesn't have the DLC, and it's just easier for them to put yeah. it on the disc than to like. Otherwise, you would have to basically release a patch, a, a an additional patch every time you release new content, so that people without who have not purchased the content would actually have to download the patch so they could play against other people with the content. So in theory, um, it's easier and probably more cost-efficient from Capcom's point of view to go ahead and put everything on the disc. But, of course, this raises a bit of a quandary, um, especially in this day and age of, of digital media and the Internet, where people, and understandably so, feel like when you buy the disc, you're entitled to everything that's on the disc, um, as opposed to you know a company standpoint where it's like, we told you up front what's available um, when you purchase the game, and that's what you're paying for, and that's what you're agreeing to. Um, so whatever else is on the disc, you know, we can we can do whatever we want to. You know, this this is our agreement. Um, I kind of fall somewhere in the middle, um, be, just simply because they're not the first ones to do it. Although. Um, it always seems a little bit weird. Um, well, it, it happened a lot more, I think, in the early days of DLC on consoles. Like yeah. when well, it still happens a lot now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's not like they were the first ones to do it. I mean, EA still does it. Um, Capcom, with their fighting games lately, has, has done a lot of things that we've seen in other models from like Activision, EA, and the larger, you know, more successful publishers uh, over here in the U.S. But their fan base has responded to it almost like they're seeing it for the first time, which is kind of... Yeah. It, it, it seems a little disingenuous. It's just funny that, you know, this is also hitting in the wake of the whole Mass Effect 3 DLC issue, which... Mm. That's a whole different issue. I mean, that's day one DLC, and I understand kind of why they do it, because... They have to put the game out for certification. Or again, like like with this, there's there's rationale behind it. They have to put the game out for certification during the cert, you know certification period. They're working on new content. They yeah. have DLC, but I don't know. My my opinion about stuff like that anymore is like it's probably not the worst thing the game companies are doing to you. Probably not. And <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. one of those things that you can always vote with your wallet. Yes. I mean, if if you're opposed to them, you know, charging you $60 and there's still content on the disc that you're going to have to pay for later, wait for the price drop. Because yeah. it will happen. Good point. Or just, you know, if you, if you feel really strongly, don't buy it or don't buy the DLC because, you know, like, yeah. you're just, going to have to give up the experience of playing it. But Just do me a favor. When, when you go online and you're telling people that, that you're not buying the game for this reason... That's fine, but don't tell me that you're boycotting it, because boycotting it uh, implies that there's some sort of larger action at work here. Well, you're just not buying the game. If enough people don't buy the game, then it becomes a boycott. But, but even well, then, not, I'm not sure. organized people not buying it. It has to be organized to be a boycott, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just poor sales. All right. Yeah. But, I, I mean... <laughs> yeah, then it's just you not buying it. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. You know, if you want to organize something, that's fine. But, you know, don't just 
come out and say, I'm not buying it, I'm boycotting it. You're, no, you're not boycotting anything. Well, You're just not buying it. This, and, and I, I kind of had this reaction when the, when the Mass Effect DLC news hit. Not that I really played. Like, I played a little bit of Mass Effect. I never played Mass Effect 2. But it's just kind of like, you know, you can either complain or you can not buy it. If you do both, you're not really helping. You're just, like, it, it feels like you're doing something, but you're not. You're still giving EA your money or yeah, you know, ex- whoever else. Exactly. If you buy it and then go out and complain about it, you're just annoying the shit out of everyone else. Yeah. If you're going to buy it and complain about it, the way you should complain is by writing a letter or email to EA or whatever company and say, I bought this, but, you know, I feel that this is a little... Yeah. Again, voting with your wallet is um, probably the most effective. Is the most effective way. Either wait until the game reaches a price that you think that buying the game plus the DLC is is a reasonable price for you, or buy it used, or whatever you got to do. And yeah. if you really want to wait long enough, you'll probably be able to buy the game both at a cheaper price and with, with the content DLC. already unlocked. Yeah. That's true. If it ever goes to that game of the year edition that a lot of games. Now, of course, do. if you're if you're talking about a game, you know, like a fighting game or something. Yeah, that's that's what you kind of miss out. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, that, that depends. That depends on, on on how you play. Like, if you just play the game just you, for fun. Yeah, but if you're playing the game online, if that's your thing, or wanting to to play it like tournaments and stuff. Yeah. yeah, then it becomes a different issue. You've got to get in day one as the stuff happens, and yeah. I can understand um, from from you know like those people's perspective, uh, being someone who who tries to go to tournaments and gets into these games early on. I can understand why they'd be upset with it, but at the same time, uh, I I already knew what they were doing up front. I mean, yeah. yeah, that I already knew that these characters were coming down the line. The fact that they're on the disc. Aside from just being like, yeah, I would really like to go ahead and play these characters, which I have. Um, it, it doesn't really change my perspective perspective of of the game. You know, it doesn't lessen my enjoyment yeah. of it. And uh, you know, you put Jessica Strauss in something, or Allie Hillis, or anyone that's been on this podcast, you're going to get my money, pretty much. And too, e- even if online plays your thing. I've been surprised at how you can put in an old game and still find people playing it on Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. Like what? Well, I remember when I picked up um, uh, Bad Company 1, the first one. And this was long after 2 had come out. I mean, this several years later. And I still never wanted for a game. Every time I put the game in, went online to play, there was a game going on. That I mean, seems kind of crazy. but I mean, I so guess if you do it, other people are also Any game it. that people bought for the multiplayer at some point, they haven't gone in like GameStop or somewhere and taken it and you know traded it in. Sooner or later, they're gonna think, "Oh man, I remember that game." Put it in and play. And there's enough of those people that generally there's probably always a game going on. I mean, I've yet to put in an old multiplayer game and not find a game going. I have, but yeah, nobody wants to play hardcore uprising for some reason. Yeah, I was gonna say it probably depends on the game. There's probably a lot of games that didn't do as well. I say we're talking like first-person shooters, and probably to some extent fighting games. I'd say yeah, a lot some, of those. Were... Something that has kind of a, a following. Yeah, if there's a following to the game, then it, unless it's gotten like a, an update recently, like yeah, the Super Street Fighter Four has been out for years, and you'll still find people playing that. But yeah. I don't think I don't think there's a large number of people still playing like vanilla Marvel vs. Capcom Three online or anything. Everybody's moved on to Ultimate that still plays. Yeah. Um. I did want to take a little bit of a moment um, 
to kind of segue because there there is another black eye that uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken got because they did this um, reality contest. And, and for anyone that's listening, has probably that has any interest in this has probably already heard everything that there is to hear about it. So we're coming way late to the party on it, but gonna talk about it anyway. Um, they had this reality show called Cross Assault where they had this uh, open submission via YouTube where everybody submitted these submission videos. And, of course, uh, as in life, they only picked people that we had already heard of. Um, on, on the Street Fighter side, now, granted, they were not like the high-level players, not like the, the, the grand champions or whatnot, um, but they were still recognizable names. And uh, then on the Tekken side, because... Street Fighter Cross Tekken is made by Capcom and very much resembles Street Fighter more than Tekken. The Tekken side actually had, like, you know, the reigning Evo champion and somebody had won a lot of championships in the past and, and a lot of other really well-known uh, Tekken players. And the show itself was just god-awful and, and a fan they asked to watch, but that is not why we're talking about it. Um, there's actually a rather big... Um, to do because you know this thing was was live streamed and of course uh, if you've ever been on any live stream for any video game thing ever, um, you know there is a disproportionate number of trolls in the chat <laughs> saying horrible yes. things. Well, of course, when you have female contestants on there, oh. um, those comments take a turn for the worse. But when you have you know, one of the coaches for one of the teams taking the comments from the stream and then perpetuating them with said person in real life. So then was, you have. Now a I heard about this. They they actually just started repeating the comment. I I didn't watch the whole thing, but I was talking with uh, with Trung the other day, and apparently that was kind of the the big part of what went down was that people were saying stuff in the chat, and then he was kind of feeding off of that and and bringing that onto the stream itself. Um, so yeah, uh, the person that, and there's a, a good article on, um, Ars Technica and a good, um, synopsis of everything that went down on Event Hubs. If you just search for, uh, Street, uh, Cross Assault Super Yen, uh, and, and search for either of those sites, you'll find the articles I'm talking about. Where um, the contestant in question basically just kind of forfeited her spot on the show. Um, Said, screw you guys, I'm going home, kind basically. of. Basically. Um, which, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I can understand why, but at the same time, it kind of sucks because, you know, she got... Of course, in hindsight, she, you know... It's not like she knew any of this was was going to happen, but in hindsight, it kind of sucks for somebody else because that could have been somebody else's spot on that show. Yeah. Um, and also, the day that she did it, they were doing like these. Uh, it's it like they had broken them up into pairs, and um, they paired people up who had been eliminated with people who were still on the show. And if your team won, the person that had been eliminated that was on your team, had a chance to get back into the show. Um, yeah. So she basically just tanked the whole thing so she would be up for elimination. 
and uh, and then forfeited her spot um, to the person on the winning team. Now, as far as the person that was on her team, I don't know if he was in on what she was going to do or not, but if not, she basically screwed him out of a chance to, to yeah. do anything. I didn't realize that had happened. I heard that she, you know, basically left. Yeah. And the whole thing just... It felt like it was poorly handled because uh, he he was still on the show after it happened. Uh, he was on through the rest of the show. Um, they only vaguely uh, hinted at what happened. You know, the host when she was eliminated was like, "Y'all want to apologize? I know you didn't have the best experience." But that was about as far as they went into it. And, yeah. you know, as far as what happened on the show, there there wasn't anything that was done to the guy. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, apparently they had, like, a talking to, but... The, the thing that killed me, and, and the reason I mentioned the Event Hubs thing, is that as soon as all this went down, um, like, that very day, um, he got on someone else's stream uh, that, that does a fighting game stream, and the guy was interviewing him, and he was basically saying, okay, you know, what's your side of what happened? And and he was being very vague that the host was about his questions because he didn't... Everything had been so fresh, he wasn't sure exactly how much that the, the coach who had done the harassment um, was able to say. And uh, I think there's, there's a point in the video where... Um, He's like, well, you know, it would help if, if, you know, you weren't so vague with your questions. And he's like, well, um, you know, I forget what his exact words were. Um, but his response was, well, you know, you don't have, you don't have to, and I know this isn't what he said exactly, but, uh, that I'll get the important part right. But it's like, you don't have to beat around the bush with me. Uh, I ain't no bitch. Like the I ain't no bitch I know was, was exactly what he said. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying you're talking to this guy about, uh, you know, how you're accused of sexually harassing someone on stream, and your defense, you know, when he's being vague, is to say, you know, just come out and say, I ain't no bitch. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on how he meant the word, but at the it, same time... It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <clears throat> well, okay, yeah, I don't... Uh, I mean, that's just... <laughs> it doesn't matter how he meant it, just... By the context alone, that's an incredibly stupid thing to say. Okay, well, don't I be surprised when about. Dylan defends a misogynist. Well, I'm not saying that. Like, it, it is. I, I... He hates women. What? No, it's, it's it's a thing that Dylan does. It's who he is. We forgive him. I still love you, Dylan. But he can't love you back. I know. Because you're a thing to him. Yeah. I know. He ain't no Wait. bitch. <laughs> he he loves computers. Those are things. Not to him. Those are people to him. No, he's a technophile. No, that's... He's a misogynist no, and a technophile. Not, no, no, none of this is true. He's a misogynist. Computers are people. We are misogynist. things. You should just be thankful you're not a brown woman. Oh. Like Sicily. Because that'd be a double whammy. Terrible, Dylan. I... If you were a fat brown Chad woman, you would be in lots of trouble. Okay. That's like ten lines. I can't it. Oh, but this has given me a great idea for a new reality show. Don't anybody steal it, because uh, I will sue you. Okay. Okay, follow me here. You get you get a house. A house. Okay, you're putting people in the house. 
Okay, so far, it's normal crap. Okay. Okay. All of them MMA fighters. Okay? Follow me so far? MMA fighters. Not entirely new, but not entirely the same. Okay? Okay. Right. Now, split them into teams maybe. Okay? Okay? Every week, you have two of the fighters fight each other, you know, in the octagon. Then, then, they have to go play each other in a fighting game to see if the results are different. Wow, that... That's that, and that's what the whole that's what the whole show is. Is you're basically seeing and it can be the, if the matches are different, regular fighting game or the MMA uh, sports game. No, no, no. You, it would be a different fight. That you would showcase different fighting games too. You would okay. mix it up. It wouldn't be like the same. You but one week one they would have game. to play the MMA game because that would be just so painfully self-referential. But... Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a marketing tie-in right there. <laughs> I just I just made a million dollars. Fuck all the rest, y'all. I think you did. I'm buying an island. I'm John, not. I'm not gonna look at any of you people what, again. What was our first million? Uh, anime neck pillows. <sighs> I have an idea That's how this idea. will work. Yes. I don't want to. I'm not exactly sure. Like there are a couple of possibilities, but okay. Yeah, uh, it's it's exactly what you think it yeah, is. Yeah, it's exactly what you. think. So don't steal my idea. I'm rich now. Yeah. I hate the thought. That I'm John Hodgman wealthy now. Deranged billionaire? Yeah. Deranged millionaire. Whatever. First one and the other. Yes. <laughs> so, so I guess what I'm saying is uh, don't sexually harass someone, then go somewhere else, uh, be interviewed about it, and then say something that could possibly be construed as offensive when we, you're trying well, to. Well, even, so. again, like you, you were saying, though, even if it's. Even if he. Even if it, he didn't mean it in a way that was construed as could be construed as offensive, taking it on so casually is like you are not sorry for what you did. You just, yeah, you, if you got, if you you didn't really get a talking to, did you? <clears throat> no, it, and that's that's kind of my point is that um, I think that's why everyone who who knows him, you know, was saying on Twitter and stuff is like he's like that all the time. Well, that and, and doesn't excuse is, it. Yeah, that that's, doesn't make it okay. It's like, you know, oh, just because you're a dick all, all... You know, Hitler was a dick all the time, so it was okay. I, yeah. I specifically avoided God winning this, because that, that that was the first thing that jumped to mind. And, Let's just go straight to the obvious conclusion of oh. that slippery slope. I mean, pick your monster. Just because they were a dick all the time, that doesn't make it okay. Yeah, no... It totally makes sense. And I, I think a lot of people have argued that, well, it's just a culture to say things like that. It's like... That's, that's not my culture. You say something like that to me, I'm going to punch you in the face. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I understand I'm going to smash you across the face with my giant-ass joystick. But some if you know people, what he means. Some people, uh, you know, make that claim, and again, even that's not legitimate. It's not John's no. culture. It you doesn't, talk to his wife. It doesn't allow you to be <laughs> ignorant of your surroundings and the situation yes. you find yourself in, just because it's your culture. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I want to keep going There's, on this, but I feel like not much more okay. needs to be said. Just we can, we can, with half a we can boil it down to a general rule. Just don't be a dick. Wheaton's Exactly. Yeah. At least in real life. If you want to do it for the sake of comedy and sarcasm, that's fine. Even then, be very careful. Even then, be very careful. Choose and, your target carefully. And actually, yeah, because comedy is great when it's the <clears throat> underdog... Making fun of the person who's on top. If it's the opposite way around, you're just being a you're dick. just being a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Don't be a dick unless it's funny. Yep. Basically. Uh, I know. I know. Because everyone thinks something's funny, depending on genocide is not funny. 
Genocide is not funny. Chad thinks genocide is funny. Why am I bagging on Chad? Because you're just conditioned to do it. <laughs> because it's his culture. It doesn't make it right, but it's his it's, culture. It's Pavlovian response. You keep making, like, you need, at least you haven't made dog jokes. There you go. You're, you're proving. You're encouraging him. Stop I it. I am. Yeah, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Okay, what else? All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I don't have Oh, I've got a thing. Oh, what? Uh, in a, in a, shut up. Um, <laughs> in the, in the vein of games, uh, and we never, Talk about like board and card games, really. Uh, what, what did we try? Four new games or five? Which games? Five. Hold on, we'll go through them. Um, we played. Why is another why? Shut up! You will speak when spoken to. Um, we played Five Crowns. It's a card game. Yeah. No, 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 that one's called Jin Win. I hate that fucking game. That's a, I love that's a good that game. It is actually a pretty decent game. It's fantastic. Um, it's another card game we played, Pooh. Also a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Um, From the makers of Nuts. Yes. But though, for, <laughs> I mean, it is exactly what you think it is. It is someone puts, or somehow, like, something bad got into the monkey house food supply, and, and now they're all flinging poo at each other. You so, basically, the monkeys eat the nuts, no, and then it becomes the sequel to I guess so. Maybe. But it's a pretty good game, though it's not got the same replay value, say that like something like Flux does, because it's not different every time. But it's 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 a fun game to play. Um, why is another wise? Which is basically it is Balderdash. Like it is exactly the rules are the exact same as Balderdash, except that instead of like places, dates, persons, titles, all of them are ancient sayings, and it's like and every every card has four or five entries on it. Says, and I'll say something like, um, an old Arabic saying goes, and it'll give the first half of the saying, everybody write down what they think the second half should be, then the reader ta- reads them all off, and everybody votes, and you get points based on it. And, and so the rule, the, the scoring, everything exactly the same as Balderdash. And that one was actually a lot of fun, too. Um, the only one I recall was that there was one, it was an old uh, Kenyan saying that began in the house of beer, and I couldn't come up with anything. So because it was Kenyan, I put in the house of beer, four more years, Obama 2012. <laughs> and nobody got it. It was like after the round was over, somebody finally went, oh, I get it. Like, Thank you for getting it way too late for it to have helped me. Oh, I liked my old, what was it, an Arabic saying? What was it? I can't say. Oh, shoot. Um, you didn't like it enough to remember it. Oh. And you crapped yourself. No, I just remember my part is uh, almost boogie, oogie, oogie till the sun goes down. And for the, that one, that one's actually easier to play than Balderdash because all you have to make it do is sound like an old saying. There's one that I actually got points on, which I shouldn't have because I didn't, I thought it was just a joke, but apparently it sounded like it could have been an ancient saying. And it was, the contented ass is happy, dot, dot, dot. And I put, in the company of one legged men. It does it sound. Sense. It doesn't make sense, but it does. It, you're thinking of an ass as a donkey, though. Either like a one-legged man in an Can't ass-kicking contest. Can't kick your ass. Uh, okay, oh, you have to. God. But you have to know a modern saying for that to work, John. But the point is, I got. I actually got a vote for that, and then it was afterwards. He was like, "Oh, I see why that uh, shouldn't have been the right answer." John, the it, bird in the hand. It's worth doing to others. Nah. 
Um, <laughs> just like your default response to a family guy joke. No. Eh. Eh. You, you just sounded like, like, no, I'm talking to Charlie. Like, he's so, uh, like, eh. That's not meant to There's be no Peter Griffin. This is, uh, oh, right. John, a good person. deed. <clears throat> it's worth two in the bush. Thank you. That's for you. But that's actually, that was a really fun gameplay, but I love Balderdash, so if you don't like Balderdash, you won't like it. Uh, we played Dungeon Quest, which is the, it's a game it's that, good. God help me, I want to like it. Yeah. The setup, the way the rules work out is so mostly good, but when you start playing, you will get pissed off and leave. Yeah. Why? Because it is almost certain that you will die. Yeah. Like, the whole point is to get to the center of the, because it's one of those things where you build, it's by Fantasy Flight, and it's one of those things where you build the board as you go. And the whole point is you're exploring the dungeon, trying to get to the dragon's treasure room to steal loot and get out. And whoever gets out with the most loot wins. Sounds simple enough. But the way the game actually plays out, you are fucked. It's just they should call it You Are Fucked Dungeon. Because the first game we played of it, I died halfway through and nobody even got to the dragon's lair. The second time we played it, I died halfway through and nobody got to the dragon's lair. Maybe that's kind of the point. The, and, and the part is, the way that if you play by the actual rules, if you die, you're just out of the game. So if you die, you can actually die in the first round or two. Yeah. And then the rest of the game, which could go on for another hour, you're just sitting there watching everybody else play. There's no Unless you want to use the optional rules to come back in the game, you just That's sit there the and watch. optional rules exist, I but, but why is that not... Why is that optional? I don't it makes know. the game almost unplayable. Well, okay. If it's you get, if it's you get, a fantasy flight. Here's the thing. There's so many dead it's ends. There's so many traps and dead ends. You could easily die just by being trapped in a room. Which happened to me a couple of times. They really could have made this game a lot more enjoyable if they made it just a tiny bit easier. Like, with some of... I Finally, the combat, I was okay with. Yeah. At first, a little frustrating. It wasn't but that once hard. Once we got the hang of it, the combat was fine. But when you have every other tile that you pull is a dead end or yeah. a revolving room or something that's just going to kill you. I mean, and every monster you face, there's like five different monsters you can fight, and every one of them is as powerful as the heroes. So. If not more so. The only thing well, the heroes really have over the giant them. Giant centipede. I roll a twelve, and oh yeah, there's twelve. Dead. Oh, I'm dead. Okay, thanks. No. I don't know anything about this game, but playing, having played other Fantasy Flight games like Arkham Horror and Battlestar Galactica, there definitely seems to be, like, when you first get into it, it seems really hard, and then you figure out there's something that the game wants you to do. We don't know what it Wait, is. in a okay. corner, like a little girl. That's yeah, what it it's really... Away. Because even if you can get to the treasure Burn chamber, it, there are so many like things bitch. that can change the route to where you can no longer get out. Right, and if you just hit, if you just happen to pick up the wrong room tile, that doesn't because it also forces you how you place the room tile because there's an entry arrow, mm-hmm. so you have no control to make the doors work for you. It's and then there's a couple traps. That's one of those things where you te- one test or insta death. Yeah, the swinging blade. Yeah, there, there's too yeah. much stuff like that where it's either insta death or you get one chance at this. Yeah, yeah. and then. You're pretty much you're for all intents and purposes screwed. It definitely sounds like it, it sounds like it's trying to be like hardcore dungeon crawl. Yeah, crawls. and it is a lot like those other fans. And it's, you will it's not a lot, like it, and it's a lot like, like Arkham Horror in that it's yes. really hard to win. But at least Arkham Horror, when you go into a Cthulhu game, you know what you're getting into. You're not going to win. Yeah. This leads you to believe maybe you could succeed at something. Technically, I guess Battlestar Galactica is the same way. Like, and oddly oh, yes. enough, because um, in Battlestar Galactica, they have one of those tracks that keeps track of turns, and when you get so far into the turns. 
the game pretty much has to end. Um, well, the way the way Battlestar Galactica is, you keep you accumulate jump tokens depending on the. Uh, like okay, the, that was the because yeah. with and eventually with, you get to call with one. the Arkham Horror with Game of Thrones <clears throat> board game that they did, and with this one, you have a ton, basically a turn counter, and when you get to certain turns, it becomes far more likely that the game's going to end with yeah. with everybody dying. Arkham Horror had a couple of those, I think, like a couple different ways you could get into that. Yeah, and it's pretty. So they're following a formula of games that sound really great and the rules are written really well, but actual execution, you're going to be frustrated. Yeah. It, and then the last game we played was Quelf, which oh, I would actually that. return. Dylan won't win this game. Dylan won't play this game. No, Dylan will play it. Dylan won't win it. Yeah, because I think Brandon brought that over yeah. one time. For, Dylan won't uh, win this game. That should game be the night. Were you there? No. Why won't Dylan win this game? Because there are five categories of things you can do. <laughs> Two of them are more like quiz things. One's a quiz question, and one's a thing where you go around the table listing answers in a category. Those oh, Dylan can win, but there's one set that's rules, which may, which could affect everyone, or there's one that's talking rules and action rules. So there could be a total of three rules affecting you, and these are things you have to do. I had a rule that instead of saying no or any other synonym for no, I had to make a triangle with my fingers and say triangles the other white meat. That was a rule I had to oh, do. So this is like curses. Yeah, it's, but we put, we played that with um Aaron and T A. Oh, did we? Yeah, yeah. And there was another rule like where Cindy had to lick during, her teeth and say Willy Wonka has arrived. Yeah, every every, time she, t- every time she pulled a card, she had to lick her teeth and say Willy Wonka has arrived. Um, there was one where where one person was having a turn, I had to play air drums during their entire turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one that made somebody talk like Frankenstein. Yeah. There was a global one where. If two people actually, if their if their eyes met, both of them had to say trippy. And if either one didn't say trippy, they both got the penalty. There was one card where the penalty of it was, to, or you could avoid the penalty if you found a plunger and held the plunger in your hand for the entirety of the game without dropping it. There was one card that I avoided the penalty by holding a spatula in my hand the rest of the game. Um, and then there's a, and those are like the rule ones. Then there's ones um, that are basically mime type things, where you have to get up and do something. This sounds like it could be used as an enhanced interrogation technique. It was actually a lot of fun, though. <laughs> I have to say. But the best ones, though, were the classified ones, where you had to, you draw the card, you have to read it, and do something, but you can't tell anyone else what you're doing. Yeah, there was At one all. There was one where I had to look Don't back and... guess it? No, this one just said that I had to slowly turn to the player on my right, then slowly turn to the player on my left, do that to each player five times without laughing. That was it. There was one where I had to get Elizabeth to say apples, but I could not write down anything, and all I could say were chickens are on fire, are on fire in yeah. my best George W. Bush impersonation. Yes. <laughs> How are you going to get someone to say apples? <laughs> Just... I couldn't. It, and it was that kind of totally random crap, and I you loved You pick it. up an apple and you go... Oh well, chickens all. I can't do. <laughs> I don't. It they I actually did it. I did it. I did one. Elizabeth, actually, Elizabeth actually thought I was doing a George Bush impersonation. I thought this is the part I'm not going to get right. But I. But it she thought it was. Decent uh, somebody else thought it was H. Ross Perot, which in retrospect it probably sounded more like H. They're Ross both Perot. from Texas, so it's the same. De- they're the same person. Um, there's only one Texan, and his name is Big Tex. <laughs> Howdy. That's pretty much him. Um, Sunday night salute to the peacock. So basically, there's no way that Dylan could ever win Quelf. Because all he had to do is get a rule that made him do something silly, and he would just say, no, I'm going to take the penalty, and he would spend the entire game I think I did that. Start. I think the one time, <laughs> I, the couple times I played that, I did that. 
That's pretty much what I figured would happen. Yeah. 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 I actually, I got lucky. I drew no rolls, no charades, nothing. Mine was quizzes and category questions. Um, although the best thing that came out of it was someone had to write a poem, and the game was about to end, but we forced her to write the poem anyway. And the poem she came up with was... I have it in my pocket. Was it, you are the one with great buns, I want to grab them one, one by one. one. Squishy, 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 squishy on my tushy. tushy. Yeah, Which was, that was worth that was the price of admission right there, I yeah. thought. <laughs> Sounds like a nice. Uh, we did discuss. I would be surprised that game. Looney Labs didn't make that game. I don't think they did, but it seems like the kind of game Looney Labs would make. We did discuss another well, they game were that high. we never did play it. Oh, what was what? the name of that? I believe mm. it was Chuzzle. Um, we came up with Chuzzle. Yeah, that's we a did. game where you eat a chocolate bar and drink then and then you drink a beer, and you take turns doing that mm-hmm. until someone throws right. up, and then everybody else at the table yells Chuzzle, <laughs> and then you go on to double Chuzzle. <laughs> okay, that's. I don't know exactly. I haven't come up with all the rules for double yeah. chuzzle. <laughs> Safe to say nobody wants to play it. I don't know why. Why? I, to be fair, though, I don't think chocolate would make you throw up any quicker with beer than anything else would. So really all that means is you're drinking so much, you get sick. Well, and you're going to vomit chocolate beer. Yeah. Uh, That'd be just, awesome. pretty sure they make that. They do. They do. We found it this weekend. Double chocolate stout. Mm-hmm. So you can just buy the chocolate beer and be done. That's not a game, though. No. It's just drinking. <laughs> so what you're saying is the game is an excuse to drink. Game and chocolate. The game is an excuse to see someone make an ass out of themselves and throw up chocolate beer while everybody else chuzzles. It's an attempt to... Chuzzle's a fun word. I know many of these... I, I know many of these games. I've witnessed many of these games where you could just outright hurt each other, but instead you have to carefully craft a set of rules to explain when it is acceptable to hurt each other because that makes it okay. Like, Shout-outs to Nathan. Yeah. At that point, like, your brain can kick into denial and go, yes, what I'm doing is not incredibly stupid. I don't want to hear it from the man who cuffed Nathan on the back of the head with a sock flail. That wasn't part of a game, though. He just that said was, something. That was part of a game. We no, were all, no, we were all playing where we were Nate, swiping at the people that were on the we were, trampoline. We were, and but then, then we were but, just standing around, and Nathan <laughs> said something, and Dylan just said to him in the back of the head for it. Because it was incredibly dirty and weird. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was. So, yeah, of all those games, that, if you're considering any of them, Quelf, very good. Poop is very good. Poop, pretty good, yeah. Dungeon Quest. <sighs> I would I would skip it unless it's going to take. I, like I want to play it again. Rip. It's a. I would try it. It's, I don't it's, think I would buy. It's it. a try. Um, no, tell it, someone else into buying it. Yes, they can. Well, no, no. What I what I figured out is if you and... if you write down four or five house rules to soften the game so that you actually have a chance. Yes. Yeah. So that everybody can actually enjoy playing. Skip it and just get, what was it, Betrayal and House Upon a Hill, or whatever yeah. the exact title of that is. Betrayal at House on the Hill. I always want to say Haunted Hill. That is probably, that out, is of, out of all the games where you like actually like build one. the board while you play, yeah. that is by far the best so, I've ever played. The, skip Dungeon Quest, just get that. Betrayal, where I got my thrill on Blueberry Hill. Indeed. That one as well. And he was oh. the traitor. That's the expansion. Yeah. They need an expansion to that They game. do. It's a fantastic game. So, yeah. Five, five Crowns, Pooh, and Quelf. Probably <laughs> the best. Pooh and Quelf. Yep. Quelf is something you do before Pooh. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Don't start making those sounds, Dylan. 
Don't do it. Don't. Just, it. No, sir. Sounds like. No, sir. No. No. Both my pants. So I don't know if there are any board game, card game fans out there, but there you go. There's your There there's probably your are. They keep selling them, so. And five pounds. So, or any of them that listen to us. Uh-huh. We're not just about video games. We're about all games. We are. Mind games, emotional games, all of them. Sex games. Sometimes. Oh, here's a, good, here's a good note, and I told this to somebody at work this week. One phrase you never want to appear next to your name in the press is sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> That's just good advice. Unless you're advertising. That's not a thing you want to advertise. Not in the paper. That's not a thing that's considered legal. That's, some, that's something <laughs> that you put on, on Craigslist. Unless you're in Singapore. And even then, it's a bit dodgy. Maybe maybe it's on the back of the box blurb for your movie. Hmm. Even so, Sex Dungeon 2 Under Siege. The genre of movie that you're in is not exactly one that is considered legitimate acting. (laughs) You would know, wouldn't you, Sir Porn Baron? No. I'm going to move so I don't get hit. (laughs) Hi, Charlie. He's not going to hit you. He will. He's hit me before. Oh, yeah. He's not going to hit you while the mom's rolling. I don't care He'll wait until there's no evidence. Except for the bruises. None of us will testify against him because we're all afraid. Yeah, because he's got he's got rolls of nickels plus, in his sock. Plus, he said he's going to change. He he bought me a, a dozen roses. He said and he'll he, never do it again. He yeah. promised. He he's really sweet. I know he promised last time, but but this time it's for real. I can change him. I can change. Him. I know I can't change that. <laughs> if any of those phrases have happened in your life, run. There's yeah, there's some more advice. Yeah, no. What else? Um, <laughs> what else do we have to talk about? Um, we gotta keep rolling because if we don't, he'll start hitting us again. Oh, he'll lock us back. Hit anyone? I mean, well, that's, that's all the time this we is have an for old today. Joke. It is. It is. It has no bearing in real life. I. Uh, I can't do anything about it. Uh, Besides destroy you. I'm too dead on the inside to fight. Oh. Wow. He's alive enough on the outside to hit you. <laughs> anyway. um, wow. Do we have any other topics? Um, I've got nothing. Me neither. Dylan didn't bring nothing to the table. Actually, we saw the Secret World of Ariadne. Oh yes, we did. Ago. Did we not talk about that? Oh, no. We did not talk about that. It's I awesome. thought we did. Um, that's a good movie. Maybe that for some reason Fox movie. News has a problem with. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Well, remember they said me... the same thing about the Muppets movie. Wait, wait, wait. Find me a Miyazaki movie that Fox News will not have a problem with. Find me a children's movie that they will not have a problem with. True. Find me something. Uh, the Lorax. Because the Lorax speaks for the SUVs and the IHOPs. But have they found an issue? The have trees. they taken issue with the Lorax yet? I think it pretty much Doctor goes Seuss without is saying. Beyond reproach. But Come the on. thing is, would the, did they did they offset oh, it? Oh, there is a new version Wait. of Crazy. Nothing is beyond did, reproach. Did, did they? I thought that about the Muppets. Hold on. Did Lorax buy scorn offsets <laughs> though by um, shilling to seventy different companies? Scorn offsets. It's like carbon offsets. You buy them to avoid scorn. Or car I don't know how the hell it works. I don't know how the carbon offsets work. It doesn't really work. Do they work. pay the Coke still brothers? Do they pay O'Reilly? Do they pay Glenn Beck? Who do they pay here? See, 
70 companies, one of those guys is probably involved okay. in something. So chances are they may have avoided scorn by selling out preemptively. Okay, I see what you're saying. So maybe that was a tactical maneuver on the product. They didn't make money. They didn't do it to make money. They did it to avoid Fox News talking bad about them. That, that could be... Because if you can avoid Fox News talking about it, you are a rare individual indeed. So, wait, the, or the, you're the blueberry pancakes and the green eggs and ham at IHOP, that keeps them from getting... Yeah, because they're, the they're promoting a major so. corporation. Okay. As, as well as the uh, the Honda SUVs and the Irish. Yes, there's green eggs in here at IHOP. I want to go, don't you? Right now. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. Anyway. Well, I know we're, what um, we're doing for dinner. Anyway. What were we talking about? Secret World of Variety. Good movie. Good movie. Excellent movie. Screw you, Fox News. Um... If you liked The Littles as a kid, don't go back and watch it. Go watch, yeah. watch The Secret World of Variety instead. It's a little Definitely. suck. But, not uh, when you're little. No, not, not when you're a child, but as an adult. When you're younger. You know what? I was like, G.I. Joe mostly retained its... Yes, it did. It's, it's, it's hilariousness. So she wrote, unfortunately. Uh, so Pre-original pre movie Transformers oh. hangs on to most of its rewatchability. Post, though. Oh, Post is all wheelie and blur, and they can go fuck themselves. Weird monkey people. <laughs> Micro Machine Man no. and uh, Casey Kasem. Well, was Wheelie... I don't know who voiced Wheelie, but you do not need a high-pitched Transformer that has to rhyme. No, Roadblock was cool. Roadblock was good. <laughs> you do not need a high-pitched gay version of Roadblock. No. No. Wow. Not only that, but you're also saddled with Rodimus Prime. Yeah, who all, who, who all I did was spend his time bitching. Really? Like, I gave up through... I started watching Demand at that point. Like, I can watch a, an old daily show. I'm, I'm not going to put up with Wheelie Blur and Suckamus Prime. <laughs> yes, anyway. Suck my Rodimus. So, um, Secret World of Eddie. It's good. Fantastic. Yeah. It's probably too late for you to go watch in the theater, but... Buy it when they make it at like the Dollar Theater or something. True. Yeah. I was actually surprised as many theaters around here got it as they did. I mean, I could have seen one, but there's at least three. Yeah. Actually, I went and watched it again with uh, Devin and some of her friends just because they had it at like a five dollar theater and they hadn't seen oh. it. Oh. Interesting thing: the choice of English voice actors, like the the mother and father were Will Arnett and Amy Poehler. <laughs> that seems totally out of place. It seems out of place, and then you listen to it, and it's like, no, that seems like you know, two people who are kind of known for playing douchebags. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like they had a bunch of comedians on on uh, cast, like Carol Burnett. Yeah, that was, Carol Burnett made more sense, because the character she played it reminded me a lot of, of the character her from, wheelhouse, yeah. from uh, Little Orphan Annie. Never seen her. I think it's just called Annie, the the, Annie. the musical movie. But it's a similar character, not quite as douchey, but it's a similar character. So that one may actually is kind of typecasting. But every other, I was like, but I mean, it's not like it didn't work. It's just it wasn't what you expected. No, but otherwise, like like we talked about the you know, I think John, you said like a lot of Miyazaki movies are if you screw with nature, nature will kill you. Whereas this was just kind of like. Here's a children's story. Yeah, I, I think that this actually hits the sweet spot of what Miyazaki does well, because yes. um, while it wasn't action-heavy, there was enough sort of adventure elements, and they did a very good job of conveying that sense of scale. And, you know, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Um, in in making it seem like like an adventure and having you know a little bit of uh, sort of action pieces in there, and um, there's enough of the whimsical uh, to where you know that's that's what Miyazaki does very well. But usually, uh, over uh, you know coats it in in a thick layer of uh, hippie bullshit. You know, it's it's like okay, people bad nature good. I fucking get it already. This movie, you know, because he's he's working uh, within the story of the borrowers. I think restrained him enough. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, he tends to take on larger subjects. They like envir- the environment or war or he. I mean, a lot of the movies you can break down into that. I mean, granted, a lot of them are like people versus nature kind of stuff, but. I think you could break down, say, even though it was based on another story, Howl's Moving Castle, you can kind of break down into sort of an anti-war kind of thing. Or that was a large... To me, that was that was part of the story, a good-sized chunk of the story. But Still this felt one less was, preachy, though. Oh, no, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, this one, this one, I, I think you're right. It definitely... It, it, I mean, it was kind of him at the top of his game, I think. I'd, I'd have to go back and maybe watch this and Princess Mononoke uh, side by side, but Ariadne might be my favorite Miyazaki movie. And, and it's something that I highly recommend. This is coming from someone that, by and large, is not overly appreciative of the works of uh, Hayao Miyazaki because it all starts to run together. I think what's interesting about this is, I think the last... I haven't seen a whole lot of Miyazaki movies. I think the last one I saw was Ponyo. Yeah. And that's very like it's very whimsical. This there's not much of that sense like it's it's more realistic than whimsy. I mean, even though obviously, you know, little people, it's from a different perspective. Yeah, I, the, I think I think it's feel. the way that the feel and, and the scale is what is what creates that sense of wonder and whimsy just because you know, you've got, you know, these tiny little people running around using uh Needles as swords and uh, leaves as umbrellas and stuff like that. What's funny is our, I, it kind of made me think back to a lot of like Secret and Nim and some of those movies that mm, I remember yeah. seeing as a kid. I don't remember what they were about, but Secret I remember Nim was like the atmosphere. Secret of Nim was very much yeah. sort of a human name. It was very Miyazaki-ish. But, I mean, the thing I remember about it, being a young child seeing it, was... Miyazaki needs to redo Rats of Nim, or Secret of Nim. Like, he's hitting the sweet spot Miyazaki, if you're listening, because I know you are. You know, some of the good, classic, hand-animated cartoons, whereas now it's, like, either... um, It's either 3D rendered, or it's just this crazy, insane, whimsical Disney... If it's not... uh, Pixar, DreamWorks, or those yeah. guys that do Wallace and Gromit, it's probably not in the theater. It's like, hopefully, like, this is the movie that kids who are growing up now have memories of, like I do a lot of those. Instead of Toy and, Story 3 and Cars 2. And the animation style was really excellent. Because they yes, didn't do, like, exactly. the, the super sad, the really, well, not super saturated, but the really sort of rich color scheme that Disney tends to go yeah. for in its, in its traditional films. Yeah, yeah. It... To me, looked a lot more like something from ten years ago, and and the soundtrack yeah, in maybe the movie, even twenty, amazing. It, it very yes. much reminded me of like uh, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, those games. It was just very, very memorable. Yeah, yeah. It kind of had like there were some parts of it that had like Celtic overtones and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, kind of, I guess it's a way of saying like natural without. Yeah. 
Maybe. Yeah. I, so uh, kind of folksy. Yes. Yeah. Except for the song at the end, uh, yeah. which is a little weird. Incidentally, I think that song was by the voice actor who does Granny. So that's uh, like there's this pop song at the end, and you're like, oh. You it's had, kind of you folk pop, that, but still... I, I would have preferred a cover of the Littles theme song to that. Oh, no. That had been lovely. We are the Littles. Na, 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 Just don't, don't, I, don't want to, I don't even want to bring that up. I don't want to remember that. I don't want to think of that. don't want to go back and watch that. I think, I think it's good. Stop raping it's, his childhood. Let's, let's leave... It either this. used to be on Hulu or is on Hulu, <laughs> the Littles. So, point, point is, it kind of, it, it didn't fall, I don't think it fell flat anywhere in any of the elements that made it up. No. Because no. I don't count the end theme song. No, but that was the thing that, like, Credits came out. Credits rolling, like, you can't oh, count that. Yeah. Well, it's like saying, oh, that blade of grass isn't animated quite right. I've got to give no. this a 4.9 out of 5. No, but I agree with what you were saying. Like, it is, it, it does look like it's from 10 years ago, except not. They actually managed to convey this very like rich artistic world without yeah like it was just sort of a more faded palette it, yes it i i mean the, the the look of it was excellent if they had done anything different on it i think if they had done anything different with the colors or or any of that the style i think it wouldn't have worked nearly as well yeah. i think it matched sort of the tone and the story okay. just perfectly so yeah, amazing. Go see it when you can. Buy buy them. Uh, buy the Blu-ray DVD combo pack. Give the DVD to a friend. Like buy us. three copies. I don't know. Email your copies to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't email DVDs. You can try. Has anyone tried? No. All right then. I think that's called streaming. Shut if up. you email your own DVDs that you bought, that's illegal. Compress them in a zip file and email them. <laughs> The, the U.S. Oh. government. <laughs> See what happens. It'll be fun. <laughs> I made this for you. <laughs> I was thinking of you. When Stop, Sofa. I made this for you. <laughs> wow. So welcome, yeah. Internet. Uh, what happened to mixtapes? I miss them. Go. I I, I actually... Uh, Someone's birthday is coming up. I may make them mixtape with songs that express how I feel about them. That's an awesome idea. I actually found a mixtape in a drawer when I was cleaning a week ago <laughs> on a cassette. Uh-huh. Go on. I threw it away. You bitch. I made that for you. You did not make that I for me. I did not make that for you. I had to hold it up to the radio. I've never so, really uh, seen the, the songs are the best quality. Yeah, mixtapes are awesome. I, I make playlists done. Actually, usually I play a whole album, sometimes a whole artist at once. So that's the way it works. Even if you take one artist, if you cherry pick from different albums, it's a mixtape. I can you can I, call it a playlist all you want. This is true, but. So there you go. Did they? Did anyone ever make a play a mixtape for anyone? Because I did not. No, I never did. I never no, had I never did because I'm not a girl. <laughs> All right, girls or emo. <laughs> if, if I had made a mixtape, it would probably have gotten thrown away. So I, I, oh no! If yeah. all I listened to in high school was progressive rock. Um, and the cure. The then, only mix then yes, I probably would have made a mixtape. But no, I was actually well adjusted. Was from a really bad ex-boyfriend. Well, no, no. I've made mixtapes for friends. 
Oh, right. Yeah, no. No, I'm just saying the type of person that makes a mixtape tends to be either emo, maybe hipster. Hipsters might do it out of a sense of irony. No, I'm more emo, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and you're a girl. Girls are more likely to make mixtapes. Yeah. Dumbasses, also. So that's like a triple whammy on you. Emo girl dumbass. You you tick off all the... (laughs) Well... Yeah, you're staying here. Oh, no, he ain't! (laughs) Oh no! I've already no. He's got to go with you. I already threatened to do things to this one. (laughs) Yeah, that's illegal. In fact, that I'm sounding kind of excited. No, 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 no. That only works on cross assault. Hey, -oh. there you go. Ha cha cha. -cha. No, no, you you have to take this with you. No, too late. We went out strong. It's over. (laughs) Okay. Are we declaring it over? I'm declaring. You went out strong. It's over. It's over. We can cut it after after Dylan's joke.